Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ames. It's a great honor to have Revolution Parts with us here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. And nobody better than Mike Rich, the marketing director at Revolution Parts. Mike, welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Hey, Ted. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Excited to talk parts with you today. And and Mike, as you and I were uh, talking just prior to the uh, uh, the segment here, there's so much focus on parts right now. And uh, I, I tell you, it's I'm really energized about it. And, um, you know, you bring so much to the table in what you're doing at Revolution Parts. And uh, I know we're going to discuss a report today. It's uh, just came out last month. It's your uh, 2021 OEM Parts e-commerce trends report, uh, which looks at trends in uh, auto parts sales on behalf of the OEM and uh, things that you're seeing in the market. Yeah, that's right, Ted. It's a really exciting report. We put it out every year for the past. This is, I think, our fourth iteration of it. So we've got a lot of great data and we're able to see trends over time and how the parts game is really changing. So I think you're going to give the audience access to that at the end, but I want to ask you some questions before we do that to kind of walk us through, Mike, and explain what's happening in in the industry. And I mean, there's obvious great growth going on right now. And what type of growth did you see at Revolution Parts uh, in OEM Parts in 2021? Yeah, Ted, a great question. So we have been seeing some really exciting growth. Uh, in 2021, we actually saw a 30% increase in OEM parts growth. Uh, we actually ended the year at about $578 million in OEM parts sales. Uh, we actually beat our projection. Originally, originally, we thought we were going to end the year at about $545 million. So we overshot that goal by about 8%. So super exciting stuff there. Uh, it's a really fast-growing space. A lot of times when we talk to dealers, you know, they're, they get the, they have the question of like, you know, is there already enough people in the space? Is there any piece of the pie left for me? But it's a growing pie and there's more than enough for everyone. Uh, we didn't just add a bunch of dealers last year to get that growth goal. We actually saw, we did add a bunch of dealers, but all of the dealers that were already with us actually saw growth too, uh, almost by about 14% each on average. That is, uh, those are enormous numbers, Mike, and that's, that is growing tremendously. Um, just for our edification, how did that compare to the previous uh, year? Yeah, so it was a little bit up. So in 2019 to 2020, we actually saw a 28% increase overall. So still really huge growth from 2019 to 2020. Uh, then 2020 to 21, like I said, it was a 30% increase. So really about a 30% increase uh, each of the previous two years. Uh, since 2017, which is really exciting, we've actually seen 186% total growth. So just really explosive growth in this space. And, you know, I mean, historically, Mike, you know, OEM part sales have not been the, uh, shall I say, the sexiest part, right, of, <laughs> of, of fixed operations. But, you know, over at Revolution Parts, you've put a lot of focus on that. And what are you expecting now for 20, now that we're here in early in March, going into 2022, what do you see for this this year ahead? Yeah, so 
I guess you could call it stabilization. Uh, we only expect about an 11% growth rate this year in OEM part sales, which if you probably talk to any other department in the dealer and you, you told them, hey, you're going to get 11% growth, you know, they, they'd be excited. So uh, 11% growth, it's still the fastest growing segment in parts. And uh, yeah, it, it's really exciting. You know, we're really trying to shine light on the parts department of the dealers and and help these guys be successful and, and capture all this revenue growth that's out there. You're right. 11% is, is uh, those are huge percentages. Okay. And anybody else would be, you know, doing cartwheels to get that. What do you think is, um, or what do you see there at Revolution Parts? Mike, what's driving that growth out of the marketplace? Yeah, great question, Ted. So there's a few things we've seen that are really driving growth in the uh, OEM parts space. Uh, first is really the age of the car. So the average uh, car is about 12 years old now. It's it's the oldest that it's ever been. You know, finding new cars is difficult with manufacturing shortages. So people are just really holding on to their cars longer now. And that means they're investing money into buying parts and accessories for those cars. So we're seeing a lot of growth in parts and accessory sales from there. Uh, the other piece is kind of related. It's the refurbished business. So big car refurbished companies like Carvana uh, and others have really, you know, invested in buying used cars, refurbishing them and putting them back on the road. Dealers as well are buying used cars and putting money and just, yeah, used car sales are growing. Demand for parts to fix used cars is growing. So that's contributing to it. Uh, another big piece is really just the uh, the shift in buying behavior. So, the world outside of automotive dealerships and automotive parts had prior to the pandemic really already, you know, kind of shifted to e-commerce. Uh, people had already started buying things online. It really was the norm. Dealers were probably a little bit behind that and, uh, you know, or probably I'd say like two to four years behind, like shifting to an e-commerce mind state. The pandemic really just, you know, forced that hand and, you know, made it so dealers needed to shift and start selling parts online and the consumer too. So the consumer was used to getting parts from the dealer to calling the dealer or going into the dealer, their buying behavior shifted and they, you know, became aware of, you know, being able to buy parts online and uh, <laughs> who would have thought they prefer to buy parts online and not having to, you know, you know, complete a form, wait for a call back, make a phone call, stick on hold. They like being able to instantly, you know, be able to access your inventory, see what you have, order, and get the part shipped to them quick. Uh, and then finally, like one of the other key like shifts we've seen is in the OEM space. Uh, so OEMs are really kind of trying to make a unified uh, purchase journey for parts that kind of mirrors that journey for, you know, OEM car buying. So they want to, you know, just have a consistent purchase journey. And by going into online spaces and digital parts commerce, they're able to give really a unified experience across the entire journey. Uh, for those in the audience right now who are, who may be fact checking you, I, everything you just said checks out because uh, we've heard a number of things uh, on the round table uh, at this event that verify what you just said about the average age of the vehicle being 12 years old. Um, and, uh, you know, these trends are amazing. And you're right. Uh, I think that the COVID season we've been in, Mike, these last two years, this really accelerated, not only changed everything, but I don't think anybody really, really liked 
the old way of calling the dealership and staying on hold and, you know, the old process. And Mike, there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. We're not going back to the old way. You know, the new way is here. And it's if you haven't already, it's time to embrace that. Yeah, no, that's a great call out, Ted. So, yeah, it, the parts buyer didn't like the old way, but they weren't alone either. Uh, if you talk to most of these parts managers and these dealers, these guys working in these parts departments, uh, a lot of them think about the old, the good old days. But like when you think back to it and like, yeah, being on the phone and spending 30 minutes with a guy trying to find a part and then him not buying the part, and you just wasted that half an hour. That, it wasn't a pleasant experience for anyone. No, no, absolutely not. So we're, we're not going back. And what other, um, at Revolution Parts, Mike, what other key trends are you identifying and seeing right now out of the marketplace? Yeah, and it's probably a lot of stuff you've heard over the, the past few days during the uh, the event. Uh, one of the things, and this is not uh, exclusive to, you know, parts departments, it's just staffing. So, you know, all businesses continue to have staffing issues, struggle with staffing, uh, so one of the things we've really seen to combat that staffing issue is uh, dealers are like looking, parts departments specifically are looking for ways to improve efficiencies. So we just touched on it a little bit. So a lot of what we help dealers do is to not only you know help them sell parts online, but to help them digitize their entire parts department to improve efficiencies. So that can be things, that, for example, like the phone quotes we talked about, like okay. someone calling up and trying to find a part. We help dealers by putting a plug-in on their website so parts buyers can find the part there. We can help them by taking the actual phone calls and making that a digital experience where they can capture the information into a single platform and push out a quote to the part buyer so they can buy, over the, buy right there, like through an e-commerce transaction. Uh, other things we've seen is like from a staffing perspective is drivers, a lot of shortages of drivers. Uh, we offer a service. It's a, basically it's like a crowdsource delivery service where we bring in Uber, uh, DoorDash, Postmates, FedEx, same day. We bring all of these delivery services into our platform and you can do same day hotshot local deliveries. So if you need to get a part to someone in 60 minutes or less or get a part to your dealership, uh, you can actually schedule that through our platform instead of being reliant on your own drivers. We've also we've seen about a thirty percent, thirty six percent, excuse me, uptick in the amount of dealers actually using like this crowdsource platform to get parts delivered to and from their dealership. So it's just you know looking for ways that you can use today's technology to really increase efficiencies inside of your dealership and get you know, just get more out of what you got instead of having to be more reliant on just hiring to scale. And I think a lot of this begins, Mike, at the dealer level with the mindset, all right? You know, if you've got the right mindset, you know, to get in the game, um, this is going to be a huge, it already is a huge game changer. And I think that a dealership, if they did not get into the, uh, into the, what you're discussing right now, I think they're going to be at a huge disadvantage moving forward into the future. What does this all mean to dealers, uh, Mike, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, it, it means to dealers is, you know, to, to first of all, you know, just look for ways to digitize, you know, the experience. Uh, I would say, like, as a dealer, there's a lot of things you can do, you know, in terms of digitizing your parts department. You can look at your wholesale operation. How can you improve that through digital technologies? Technologies, excuse me. You can look at some of those local 
uh, retail channels you're operating on? How can you increase efficiencies there through digital re- uh, parts retailing? Uh, and then like that expanding nationally, like with your own website for selling parts. Uh, one of the pieces I don't think we covered, I was going to talk about too, was like marketplaces. Like how can you, you know, get on marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, and Walmart? They're continuing to grow. Uh, they're seeing, you know, huge growth in OEM parts. Uh, Walmart just invested actually with us last year in OEM parts. Uh, we're their wow. exclusive provider. They're making a big push into the OEM parts space. Uh, they're spending a lot there to improve it. Uh, Amazon currently is doubling down on OEM parts. Wow. Uh, they're looking at ways they can improve their data. Uh, Amazon has a thing. Your crowd probably doesn't know it. It's called an ASIN. So in Amazon, every product has an ASIN. So it's basically kind of the, all the information for the products and all sellers point to ASINs. So Amazon's looking to improve those ASINs by getting better OEM data. And then eBay through eBay Motors is just continuing to prioritize OEM parts and make improvements there. Uh, but like the key really is like there's all of these things going on and there's all of these ways you can improve your parts department and grow. You don't have to do them all at once, Ted. So like you can scale these things and grow as your parts department grows. So like my advice to like the dealer out there is really to just, you know, talk to someone. Maybe it's us. I hope it's us. If it's not, talk to someone else that offers these types of solutions and look at, you know, your current staffing model and what can you do to improve today and do that. And then once you have that down, you know, what's, you know, what's your next goal? What's the next area you want to grow into? And just, you know, take take the steps to slowly evolve and get your parts department to the place where it needs to be, where it's, you know, it's a digital, you know, part selling uh, machine that's full of efficiencies and, and just making your GM happy. <laughs> and uh, Mike, you mentioned some really big names there. And, uh, you know, clearly, you know, for some of those to be working with you, you are the big name uh, at Revolution Parts. What are the trends besides uh, parts e-commerce? Anything else that you're saying? Yeah, uh, one trend I know we've seen in parts e-commerce is really important when you're when if you are considering getting online is just mobile. Like we're talking about how people are buying online more than ever now. Uh, one of the things we've actually seen over the past three years is even more of a shift to mobile. So last year, uh, mobile traffic actually overtook uh, desktop traffic on our platform, dealers on our platform. So we have over a million sessions a month of people looking for parts across all of our dealers. And now more more of them are actually on mobile. And we've also seen the uh, purchases on mobile devices increase uh, to 49% last year. So that's up 8.4% from the previous year. So when you are looking at digital technologies for buying parts, lead with mobile. Uh, Google does it already. They actually did it about three years ago. They shifted their indexing to be mobile first, which that just means they look at your site from a mobile perspective when they're doing their ranking algorithm first, and then they look at the desktop. So mobile's more important than ever. So whatever digital experience you invest in, make sure it is optimized for mobile and make sure the tech that you may be putting on top of that is you know, mobile friendly as well. You don't want to interfere with that mobile experience. Uh, the other thing too, and I touched on this a little bit, is just, you know, the OEMs and, you know, their drive to, uh, you know, improve this con- experience for the consumer and create a consistent experience. Uh, 
you know, across the brand, not just, you know, centered on parts, but centered on like, you know, if you buy, I'll just throw a brand out. This has no meaning, but say if you buy a Ford, a new Ford, like they want the buying experience of the Ford to be the same when you go to buy the accessories for that Ford or when you go to buy the parts for the Ford. So you have a consistent experience with that brand and, you know, you really build that brand loyalty at every single touch point. So, you know, really just controlling or, you know, the consumer touch points with your brand uh, from an OEM and a dealership perspective, you know, through the entire process. Mike, uh, Revolution Parts, um, you provide that consistency and you are the experts at helping dealers get into the e-commerce business. And if they're not now, Mike Rich, how, do, um, how does our audience reach out to you and Revolution Parts to, to take the next step? Yeah, if you're interested in next steps, I think my email is in the ticker below. You can email me directly. I'll get you in touch with the, the right people that can show you the platform, talk to you about your goals we can build a program out, you know, to help you get successful. Uh, our website is also www.revolutionparts.com. If you're looking for more information, you can go on there, browse the website. There's plenty of contact us forms and, and things to download. And finally, the, the e-commerce report we've been talking about, uh, we'll make that available as well. You can go to revolutionparts.com. Uh, you can find it on there. Uh, you email me if you need a copy. Uh, yeah, that's really it. Any other questions, Ted? Mike, I like that nice short name, similar to mine. Uh, mrich at revolutionparts.com. Very easy to get a hold of Mike Rich, everybody. So, uh, Mike, thank you for uh, for bringing us up to date and uh, alerting us as to what's happening in the industry. And uh, the numbers are phenomenal. The growth is uh, amazing. And uh, I look forward to to having you back and learning more uh, as we go through 2022. Awesome. Hey, appreciate it, Ted. Mike Rich from Revolution Parts. Everyone here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. 